Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the podcast where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Today I'm joined by John, who's from Kansas City. Now, last episode, I went into the upside down, the Stranger Things collector. This time, we're sort of staying underground in that we're going into the sewers. And I say (laughs) that because our next collector, John from Kansas City, as I mentioned, he is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collector. John, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to have you on the show. Um, As I was saying to you just before we started recording, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one of those things that I loved as a kid growing up as well. Definitely have a soft spot in my heart for it. There's things that are ingrained in in my psyche as well, things like the uh, cartoon anthem. Um, Mm -hmm. But for you, and I I always, this is the first question I always ask of everyone, what is it about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you love? How did you become a fan? I think the biggest thing about collecting in general and Ninja Turtles and everything is just how much it reminds me of my childhood. And you always hear the simpler times and when there weren't all the the stuff we have to worry about today as adults, you can just kind of go back and worry about having fun. Uh, I remember the cartoon, obviously, on TV um, and just getting those toys from Walmart was the store in my town. And we would always go in. It seems like each new week there'd be new figures to pick up and they'd have these bright colors and fancy designs and all those little accessories. And they were just an exciting thing to pick up. And back then you just saw them everywhere. It was kind of hard to avoid. They were like the biggest thing. And so right around my age, that was like all the friends at school, people would bring in their turtles and you'd play with them at recess. And it's just kind of all wrapped up in the debt. Nostalgia. It's all about nostalgia. Yeah, you I mean you look as though you may be a similar style age to me. I'm not. I don't want to assume your age, um, but I was a child going through primary school in the '80s, the sort of late '80s. So I'm thinking you you may have been in a similar uh, mm-hmm. boat into the early '90s, right yeah, around that time. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Um, that's definitely one of the things I remember um, was all the toys and how colourful they were. Uh, you know, and it was this sort of completely. Uh, just out of left field type of story as well and characters, you know, something completely yeah. different. It's, you know, you've got these, these funny characters each with their own personality and then these larger than life villains as well in Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady, all those kind of guys, you know. Sure. So when you're watching it as a child, uh, is it something that you collected the comic books when you were really young as well or was it... For you, it was the cartoon series that got you in. For me, it was the cartoon and the toys, really. And I really had no idea that the comics existed until I got back into collecting as an adult. And it's kind of funny because I always would get comics at uh, the store, like Archie comics with actually Archie. I would pick those up all the time, but I never saw the ones with turtles in them. So I kind of missed out on that whole area of turtles as a kid, but. It's awesome to come back to it now and see what's going on. I actually am in the similar boat to you again as well, that I had no idea about the comic series until I was older either. Um, you know, and especially the fact that it was like a black and white comic series and we're so mm-hmm. used to the cartoons, obviously gave each turtle their own color and identify, identification that way. But yeah, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird and first published in 1984, the cartoon 
uh, the, the comic, and then the cartoon series came out in 1987. So obviously the comic series was popular enough in its first couple of years that they adapted and made this show. Tell me um, a bit more about your love of the turtles. Do you have a specific, I think I know this from looking at your Instagram, but do you have a specific character who's your favorite? Definitely as a kid, Raphael was my favorite. And I yeah. think if I have to um, identify with one of them now, kind of with the sarcasm and the always having to have a comment after someone says something, I think I'm definitely kind of a Raphael in that respect. <laughs> um, but also as I'm older, I kind of can respect and appreciate all four of them. And I'm kind of leaning towards Donnie a little bit. The more as we go, uh, I kind of like to tinker with stuff and kind of figure things out as well. So I kind of have a little bit of both, but if I have to choose one, I'm going to have to choose Raphael. Nice. Is that the one you guessed? That was the one I guessed. I, I've seen, I've seen him. And I also saw, uh, you posted a flashback photo from, I think it was the, the early nineties of yourself in a Raphael costume <laughs> as a child as well. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something you uh, tend to do a lot as a child dress up and, and play Ninja Turtles? I mean, we've, we've all done that sort of stuff as a child, you know, we all had our favorite things that we played and dressed up as, or, you know, imagined yeah, ourselves. Much. I remember that day of the photo, I think it was a birthday. And so I got that, that set with the mask and the size and the belt, you just had to try it on and show off a little bit. Um, but as far as like a bunch of like the pretend stuff, it's kind of weird. I don't remember playing with the toys as much as I just remember getting them and wanting more and wanting to collect them. Even as a kid, it always seemed like I had a collection of some sort and it kind of changed what it was throughout the years, but yeah. it started off with the Ninja Turtles and then now as an adult it's right back to them so it's kind of weird how it has cycled through. So well, tell me a little bit about that cycle when like when you started collecting um, as an adult mm -hmm. uh, like how long ago now was that what has that journey been like for you? It's really been I remember it was in 2020 right before the pandemic started that's when I first started getting back into collecting turtles because I was looking for things to sculpt because I was trying to get back into art because that's what I did a lot of in high school. And I mm -hmm. wanted to get into different things. Um, and so I was trying to sculpt things out of clay. And I was thinking, what's what could be cool that I could do something from my childhood? And immediately Ninja Turtles kind of popped into my mind. So I started going to antique stores and thrift stores. And I remember finding just this loose Donnie with no accessories or anything. And I was like, okay, that brings back some memories. I'm going to get that and try to sculpt that. So I did that and I started to look around on Instagram. I saw some people's collections. I saw that I had no idea that they were making new turtles with the NECA stuff and eventually the Super 7 and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I started to see, I saw the, the black and white set from NECA from, I think it was 2008. And okay. I saw that style and the comic style and it just like immediately clicked this nostalgia just like took over and I just had to have anything I could see from that point on. And so I kept up the sculpting and kind of customizing a little bit. And that's really what I thought I would focus more on when I started getting into it again. But it quickly just what you see behind me just kind of <laughs> started becoming more of a collecting thing, too. So 
it's been definitely fun over the last couple of years. I started off getting the vintage stuff because that's what I had as a kid. Yeah. And I saw the NECA and those other things. And I was like, I don't think I want to spend that much money. I'll just get these couple dollar figures. I'll get five or six and that'll be good. <laughs> and then everything shut down. And all I had to do was get online and find these deals on eBay or whatever. Yeah. And I just started collecting more and more and more just kind of hit that bug and i got my first neca set and i was like oh i heard these were rare so i guess i'll pick it up <laughs> i don't know if i'll take it out of the box but i got one and that was kind of the end of that and i've been keeping up with the neca tune line especially for these past couple years and that's other than the vintage stuff probably that's my biggest line that i collect today so and so it, it's funny how that happens especially like with the pandemic you know we We've all sort of been locked inside. We go online, so much online shopping. It's so easy to just sit there for hours scrolling on eBay or Facebook Marketplace or wherever it is looking for things. Um, do you find a lot of stuff like outside of eBay? Is there, now that you may be getting back out and moving around mm -hmm. again, um, do you go to a lot of like more back into the thrift stores and maybe yard sales, garage sales as well here in Australia? Um, do you find a lot of stuff that way? I found a few lucky deals here and there, but a lot of it is from local shops. There have been a couple uh, vintage toy shops in our area. And so I like to go to those every so often and pick up some stuff there and try to get lucky at the thrift stores. It's kind of a hit or miss, but that's kind of the exciting part. <laughs> every so often you'll walk in and I remember seeing a turtle party wagon on the shelf for like $2. Nice. Um, got one of my favorite pieces is the bowling set. I think it's from like 1988. It's the Poppin' Pins bowling set. I remember Ooh. seeing it on Facebook Marketplace and the listing had it for $6 with all the figures and everything. And I was like, surely that's a mistake. And they're going to want $60 when I get there. But <laughs> someone was just cleaning out their basement. They had it from when their kids were kids. And they're like, no, I just want $6 for it. It's like, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> wow, that, that's that's awesome. Great to get a deal like that. I actually have a uh, pop vinyl uh, figure um, of Harley Quinn, and mm -hmm. uh, it's, I, I believe it's a metallic one, which now on um, on the online price guide uh, is valued over $100. And I remember when I found that on Facebook Marketplace and it was being sold for $15. Um, wow. And they also had a Joker Chase which is around a $300 pop vinyl that was also for $15. And I literally like, you know, messaged this person about five minutes after they posted the listing mm -hmm. and was like, Hey, is the Joker and the Harley still available? And they're like, Joker's gone, but Harley's still available. I was like, Oh, wow. And I ended up like actually saying to them, you do realize how much the value mm -hmm. of that Joker is. Like, I don't want you right. to sell yourself short on this. You know, I'm happy to offer you a little bit more money. They're like, no, nah, look, I'm just happy to to be gone with them. You know, I'm just trying to clear out space, clear out the collection and, you know, $15. I ended up, so I ended up buying the Harley Quinn and I did actually transfer a little, like did it through PayPal and I transferred a little right. extra money and just said, look, here you go. Hope you can put the money to good use. But um, I was still got it as a bargain. You know, I didn't have to pay over a hundred dollars for it and it's there in my collection. So I'm, nice. I'm always really happy to find different stuff like that. Going back to the customizing, actually, um, you know, talking about the sculpting, that's one of the things that I wanted to actually chat to you about because 
I remember when I, you know, after I started following your own page, um, I actually shared a while back now, a few months back, a post of yours where you customized a Funko Pop of Raphael um, with a basketball player as well. Can you tell me yeah. about that? Like, how do you go about sculpting the um, the pop vinyls? Sure. Uh, well, let's, let's see. Hold on a second. Let me grab it. This one. That's the one. Yep. So for for listeners, he's got the Raphael Funko Pop with um, basketball body. Like he's actually uh, in in a like stance, like he's bouncing the basketball. Yeah, so basketball was a big thing when I was a kid. Kind of one of the cycles that my collecting went through was basketball cards and basketball memorabilia. Cool. Probably around middle school. So after I got out of the Ninja Turtles, kind of went through Lego and all that, and then it was basketball. And I was convinced I'd play in the NBA one day, even though I never even made the middle school team. But <laughs> <laughs> So basketball is one thing that I've always really liked. Still enjoy watching it keeping up with the NBA and all that stuff. So I've always wanted kind of the the giant slam dunk Don, the turtles from the 80s. They had the giant turtles. Oh, that's they right. Yeah. Slam dunk Don version. And that's yeah. kind of one of my grails. And so I had this extra Raph pop and I had an extra Magic Johnson pop. And I was just kind of looking at them both one day and thinking how I could maybe merge the two and create something fun. So basically, I just kind of pop the head off. The heads, once you heat them up a little bit, they pop right off. And so this is basically the Magic Johnson body. I sculpted it a little bit, added some shoulders just to make it a little bit more turtle-like, added the elbow pads, painted it up. I decided to add the two toes and the shoes. I don't know if you can see that in there. <laughs> yeah. Just like a little detail there. Um, and just really trying to find a paint that matched the skin tone. So it looks like it could have been sold on the shelf like this one. It's I've got a lot of positive fantastic. feedback on this one. Uh, people tend to like it. And it was pretty, as far as customizing goes, I think this is one that if you were wanting to get into customizing, that is one that I think a lot of people, if they had the pieces that just a little bit of tinkering around and a little bit of painting, it's something that a lot of people could do pretty successfully so that's a fun one yeah I, I love it as i said it's one of the things that stood out to me and i ended up sharing it in my stories at the time when when you actually posted the photo of it because i i actually are we almost the same person john because i liked <laughs> ninja Tur turtles when i was growing up um you know i've gotten back into collecting as i was older and also i liked basketball i still actually play basketball myself Good take. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with Magic Johnson and, and all of those. And it's an all-star pop by the looks of it as well. Is that, yes. is that right? Uh-huh. So it's all-star Magic Johnson, which I think was a Target exclusive here this past year. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Do you do a lot of sculpting still? Like, is there, I mean, is that one of your favorite pieces that you've sculpted? Or is there something else that comes to mind? Um, I do a lot of just like customizing in general. So sometimes it'll just be a repaint and sometimes it'll be modifying or adding to something. I kind of go through cycles where I'm just focused on the collecting and then I'll think, oh, I think I should make a diorama. And then yeah. I'll think, well, maybe I'll focus on customizing some figures. I try not to take it like too seriously because it should just be for fun overall. Oh. Like it's just kind of like a stress relief something separate from the day-to-day -day. just try to keep it fun but as far as customizing goes some of my favorites 
have been i did a set of punk frogs um <laughs> uh, so i got four of the gingus from the vintage line oh, and i have cool. one here just waiting to be customized as well and so i kind of do a little bit of sculpting on top of those just so they didn't have the kind of 3d details on the shirt and did some repaint on those um, i've done a set of undercover turtles which a lot of people have done um, so you have the don in disguise or undercover don is that the one with a big trench coat is that the one uh -huh. you're talking about yeah so that's one of the first i guess costume turtles because you had your four main turtles in the playmate line and then they started to come out with all the variants yeah and i think one of the first ones they had were the disguised ones and so you had donnie in the trench coat but they never made the other three at least with the hard trench coat mm. eventually they did make them with a cloth coat and those are like super grails like i've never even seen one in real life oh okay but i decided to paint my own set of the undercover turtles so that was pretty fun well, they've gone through a lot of different variations, haven't they? Like the um, cartoon series has been redone a couple times, I believe, um, from mm -hmm. what I've seen. I know as a kid they brought out the um, the films. <laughs> I loved the films. I mean, they're, they're very cheesy, they're very corny films, yeah. but I, I absolutely loved them and I remember going and seeing them in the cinemas. The And that was one, one of the first films where you sort of saw these, they tried to make these real-life versions like in in the suits um which most people would remember um for anyone that, that loves ninja turtles and I, I was actually reminded when i was looking through and doing a bit of research for the podcast here of the third one in that series where they actually are in samurai uh mm -hmm. costumes because they i think they they go back in time and end up in japan <laughs> i uh -huh. completely forgot all about that but i remember seeing the figures that people collect and there are the samurai versions as well yep yep i don't honestly can't remember if i ever saw the third movie as a kid mm. but i remember going back maybe a year ago now when they were all on netflix and i watched one i was all in i watched two i was all in on that one um i tried to watch three i need to give it another chance because i couldn't <laughs> quite get through very much of it but that's definitely an interesting one i think i and look it it gets a little hazy as i get older you know, because of the number of films that I watched as a kid in the cinema. Um, but I, I definitely remember going and seeing it in the cinema. And, and for some reason, part of me thinks that I came out a little disappointed out of that one as well <laughs> from memory. But And probably why I'd forgotten it. I think I might have just put it out of my memory. Like, I don't really need to remember that mm -hmm. one. It, it's funny like how they've brought a lot of this stuff back, you know, now and they're, you know, in toy lines and they're remaking a lot of those and, uh, we, we get even Ghostbusters has come back out and, you know, made new movies and everything. Do you think um, it's something you would like to see a Ninja Turtles movie? Like, obviously, we, we've had the versions from Michael Bay. Would you like to right. see to, them to continue and, and keep seeing movies coming out? It's hard to say. Part of me thinks I'd be fine with just the old ones, like kind of staying as they are having the memories, but you definitely want the franchises to keep going. Yeah. And so even though they go through these huge changes, like if you're set on the 1990 movie, like that's the way you want to see turtles and that's the only way it should be like, that's, that's awesome. But if you want the, the franchise to keep going strong as we get older and older and new generations, then they're going to have to make some changes and, make it match the time so kids now can see that and think that's what i want to collect of course. and that's what i want to get into so i think it's cool i think the new seth rogan movie they just 
have been talking about a little bit coming up here in the next couple of years should be interesting. I, have I don't no really idea. know much about it yet, but um, there's been a couple teaser images and that's about it. But they should be coming out, I think, by the end of next year. Honestly, not sure, but there should be at least that new uh, version to look forward to. So we'll see what they do with it. I had no idea that there was a Seth Rogen version in the works, actually. Like, yeah. you know, if that's going towards more of the classic cartoon style version or what, what do the images like uh, look like? Are they going towards the, the more hard-edged um, comic version? A couple months ago, they had some leaked animation. I think it's supposed to be kind of live action animation. Okay. And it's supposed to be when they are actually... Well, I guess they're always teenagers, but it's depicts them as more of like stereotypical teenagers. So like one of them has braces and I think they're maybe in school. Um, and so they showed a couple images and it looked pretty neat. It has a definitely a new style than anything we've seen before, but they're pretty tight lipped on all the details as far as I know. Just a couple little things have leaked through, but looks like it's going to be fun. And do you collect any of the, like, I know you've, you've already got some of the Funko Pops. Um, have you collected, because I know they did the series of NFT releases. Did you try to get and collect any of the NFT pop vinyls as well? I thought about it. And then when I decided not to, I immediately regretted it. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any of those, but I thought I really liked the, the physical redemption ones yeah and then of course a few months later you started seeing yeah. people get those in and i think those are going to be as at least as far as funko goes those are going to be for turtles those are definitely going to be the grails i would say well they definitely the, the prices on them now um sort of ridiculous some of the ones i see i think the leonardo grail which was the uh, i'm trying to remember now it's like a um heat vision version right so it was like an orange yeah, and yellow it. color like mm -hmm. like like looking at him through heat vision um and i believe that the last i heard or saw of those they were somewhere around the 500 plus mark um for for each mm -hmm. of those and i know the shredder because i actually thought about purchasing one of the shredder ones as well because I, I really loved the metallic shredder version with the gold and the silver. I remember when I first started looking at them, I believe they were easily over 200, maybe even close to $300. Um, so I, I don't uh, think I'll be picking up any of those myself. I have actually got transformer ones. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get some of the transformer ones and I've just completed my set right. of the DC Funko ones because they had Batman as the main grail and, and actually they had three versions uh -huh. um, of the redeemable Funko Pops that were actually Batman versions. And of course I had to have those. So <laughs> it took me a while to, co to collect them and For find real? them. Yeah. Um, but I did spend a little bit of money on we nice. that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, but I'll be happy to finally get those in. Uh, I also know that they brought out, um, they started doing the Funko, the sodas in the coolers, I think earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think, I'm, I can't remember if it was the first one, yep. maybe, maybe the second one, but I think it might've been the first one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the Blacklight versions. Have you seen those and did, did you pick those up? Yeah, I was lucky enough to get a pack of those. And those are, I don't really have any other sodas. I don't have the other Ninja Turtle sodas. I think I have a Baxter and that's it. So okay. I knew that was coming out. Um, so I was, the day of release, I remember just refreshing and refreshing, waiting to get a pack of those. So I have some of those on my shelf. They're pretty fun. Is it, I was yeah. able to get the... Gonna ask which grail? 
Oh, the chase. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, cause the, each one of them, cause it's six cans in, in the cooler. Right. And, and each one came with a, yeah. with its own, with a chase. So the bebop that that's cool. That's cool. And talking about bebop, actually talking about the villains, do you have a favorite villain? We've, I've asked you about your favorite turtle. Do you have a favorite villain that stands out as well? As far as specifically villain, do you count Slash as a villain? Ah, I mean, I yeah, I could. <laughs> Definitely Slash would be up there. I know he goes into different, depending on what your favorite iteration is, comic or cartoon or which version of the cartoon. Slash is sometimes a good guy, kind of in between sometimes, but Slash is definitely a cool one. That was one of the things, like when I got into it from a sculpting standpoint and customizing, he was kind of a turtle, but kind of bad. And so you could yeah. kind of go kind of over the edge with the, the stylization of them. So Slash is definitely a fun one. Um, let's see. Muckman, not really a bad guy, but not one of the turtles is definitely one of my favorites as well. I don't even remember Muckman. Remind me. Muckman was the guy made out of like green sludge, had a trash can on his foot. Joe Eyeball was his little sidekick. <laughs> I can dab one real quick. <laughs> you know, that actually, that makes me think of um, the Masters of the Universe, how they had a number of different masters of the universe, uh, like villains and characters that came in over the years. And they were just, it was just like, they were just trying to make the most ridiculous style, mm -hmm. <laughs> like villains or characters they could, that they could put into a toy form as well. But, Definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so here's the NECA version. This is what he looked like in the cartoon. Oh, that's creepy. That's, that's very creepy. All that kind of green sludge and trash everywhere. <laughs> this was his little buddy, Joe eyeball. Oh, actually, yeah, I've seen Joe Eyeball in, in the photos on your Instagram. He always looks like an alien. On his back. And this is the Playmates version. Oh, geez. That, that reminds me of um, uh, the Toxic Avenger. Toxic Crusaders, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that might be a throwback that, that some of the younger listeners aren't aware of. But go look up Toxic Avenger if you, if you want. Yeah, for sure. Both funny and nightmare fuel. A lot of people think that it might have even originally been an idea for the Toxic Crusaders toy line because it's just over the top with the neon and just all the little details, but it just ended up going into the Turtles instead. It kind of looks like it could fit in either one. That's definitely a fun one. One question that I, I, I tend to um, ask people, do you have a do you have something that you would say is your oddest piece in your collection? Hmm. Oddest piece. I can tell you right now the one that I love looking at your collection when I when I've looked through the content on your Instagram uh -huh. um, is the where they did the crossover with the troll dolls where they've got the troll oh, doll yeah. versions. I think they just <laughs> they just look so funny. But do, yeah, do you have something that stands out for you? I was definitely going to say the trolls because those are definitely a favorite. I've got a lot of the weird kind of troll lines from that time because treasure trolls were so huge yeah. and they were kind of a toy that weren't necessarily marketed towards just boys or just girls. They just wanted everyone to have a treasure troll. Yeah. And so they started to get ones that were a little bit more action figure style, I guess. So you had the stone protectors, the battle trolls, uh, the troll warriors, and of course like the Ninja turtle mashup trolls. 
and they actually had giant turtle trolls and those are considered grails now too and if i could have one thing probably now that i don't have it would definitely be one of those giant turtle trolls so they're probably 10 inches tall with the hair so like the giant meets <laughs> ones uh, but troll versions, definitely kind of nightmare fuel, but pretty awesome as well. <laughs> Actually, when you speak about nightmare fuel and then talking about, about even basketball, uh, there's actually a specific memory that I have of troll dolls uh, from when I was a child. And we were playing at a basketball court at the high school. It was, uh, it was the early years of high school. And um, there was a kid that had a troll doll there. And I remember he... He tore the hair out, I think, at the top of the troll doll. And so there was a bit of, it was just like a big cavity and a hole, uh -huh. like in the top of the head, filled it with aftershave and then lit it alight on the side of the basketball court. We were an outdoor basketball court and concrete floor. And <laughs> just, I just remember him like, like lighting, they, they lit up this troll doll. So instead of hair, he was replaced with his hair was flames. <laughs> um, but the, I just, I can't like every time I think of troll dolls, dolls I ha I always hearken back to that memory because of the the smell of the burning aftershave. Ooh, yeah, and, and That's then a the memory smell for sure. of the burning <laughs> plastic as it melted down eventually as well. It probably wasn't too far off from what the hair looked like. So yeah, um, so I mean, look, as I said, your collection is is really cool. Uh, I can obviously see so many pieces in the background. Do you have an an idea of the number uh, of pieces in your collection at the moment? Any idea? Mm. I, I know I most people don't go through and it. individually count them usually, but. Yeah, I've got pretty much all of the two NECA ones, probably close to close to 50 for now. Um, as far as the vintage goes, I know I don't even have half of the vintage ones. I kind of try to make them look like it's a lot pushing them all on one shelf but mm. i probably have mm, not quite a hundred of the vintage and i'm not sure how many there were ultimately in that line but there's still quite a few of those that i'm still hunting for so for people listening he's, he says he says 50 of one line and maybe less than 100 but when I, what i'm seeing in the background if you put all those <laughs> numbers together of those different collections i'm sure you've got well over a few hundred pieces there. i'd say so probably that's a yeah. safe bet yeah yeah and what about um collecting space do you have uh, issues with space now as you start collecting the lines how do you find storing them well i just have these kind of basic bookshelves um and i just keep adding more i remember starting kind of when the collection started i got a couple bookshelves and it was hard to fill up like I displayed just the boxes or whatever, just to kind of keep the space filled up so it looked yeah. more complete. And then as the months went by, I just got a new bookshelf, a new bookshelf. And now I'm to the point where I have a full wall of stuff and I'm kind of thinking, do I want to add a new shelf or should I maybe put some stuff away, maybe thin down some sections? Because right now it's mostly turtles, but I have a couple shelves of other lines as well. So, and the majority. Kind of that. Go ahead. Sorry, and the majority of pieces I can see uh, look like they're out of boxes or out of their packages as well. Yes, pretty and much everything. Do yes. you tend to just the majority of stuff just come straight out of the packet and onto the shelf, or do you also have like a, a separate um, section for things that stay in, in box? 
The only thing I have in boxes right now are usually the Funko Pops. And then I have some of the older NECA, the bright green NECA two packs. I actually took those out of the package and then put them back in. So they're not really mint in package anymore, but I did put them back in the package. But for the most part, I'd say almost everything just comes out of the package. It makes it easier to obviously get them on the shelf. Like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, when you're like struggling for space, it makes it easy. Do you tend yeah. to keep some of the packaging in case you ever want to uh, resell later or, or you've no thoughts of reselling? You've just got your collection and that's yours for now. It's hard to get rid of the boxes. That's for sure. So I have a different room downstairs that's pretty much all just empty NECA boxes at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever use them again, but for now I have the space to stick them in a closet downstairs. So. They're still with me. <laughs> that's that's cool. I, I identify with that. I've got a few large boxes, moving boxes that are full of empty boxes from other statues and, and pop vinyls and things that's down in my garage as well. So I completely identify with that. And I think a lot of collectors, you know, you, you have a lot of collectors fall in one camp. They're either in box or out of box collectors. And then you have those people who are mixed. But I think there's no right or wrong way of collecting. It's however you enjoy looking at them. And if you are someone who potentially wants to to resell your collection later or maybe you're someone who flips things to get other items later if you don't have mm -hmm. a great uh you know budget for things you maybe you need to sell some items to get new items in the future then it's always handy to keep those boxes around for sure hopefully it doesn't get to the point where you have to sell for some reason but yeah. stuff happens so you always have the option just in case your Instagram handle as well is Plastic Flashback, and you mentioned on there 80s and 90s fan. Is there anything else that stands out toy-wise that you collect outside of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The other ones I have quite a bit of. Space Jam is probably the biggest one other than Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Going back to the basketball, um, yeah. Space Jam, again, was one of those kind of action figures slash basketball combos and it hit right at the right time where turtles were kind of on a back burner as a kid but then space jam came out and so it kind of brought me back into all that as well and going back to the mint on card they're not necessarily mint but i have a lot of the space jam playmates figures still in package that was one thing i was kind of going for probably about a year ago now, but through the pandemic on eBay, that was one thing I was searching for were deals on all of the Monstar figures and the other alien figures from Space Jam. So that's a big one. I uh, just got a big lot of Barnyard Commandos. Are you familiar with that one? No, I'm not. They're kind of um, farm pigs. It's a group of pigs versus a group of sheep. <laughs> and they basically just like duke it out in the farm and there was a cartoon to go along with it. I remember as a kid having quite a few of those. And I would go to KB Toy Store, which was one of the big stores that we always had in malls here. And they had they were kind of famous for their discount bins. And so you would find these big bins of like clearance toys. And I remember digging through and finding Barnyard Commandos for like a dollar. Because they're just like, they, they remind me of Pops, honestly. They're kind of a soft vinyl, like the head of a Funko Pop. Yeah. And they usually have one accessory. So they're pretty, in that that regard, easy to collect for because there's not many pieces. But I remember having quite a few of those as a kid. And those are the things that I've actually held on to the most, just randomly. 
I just happened to not ever have them gotten rid of at a garage sale. And then I got a big lot of those probably a month ago. Um, let me grab one. Just so Barnyard Commandos. We're going to have to look that up on YouTube, actually. I've never heard of it, but it sounds very interesting. So they're just like little figures like this, and they're squishy. <laughs> Almost like a warthog, but with um, it's got like a nose ring as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all have different, usually one accessory that kind of pokes into their they have a hole in their back, and so they have one form of weapon that goes with them. Bonnie but there were only two lines of that, I think. And so with this lot I got combined with the ones I had as a kid, I was able to almost, with the exception of one figure, complete that line. So that was pretty fun. I kind of got lucky with a lot on eBay for those. So Cool. As I said, I can't identify with Barnyard Commandos because I'd never really heard of it until today, but I'll have to definitely check it out on YouTube. But I... Definitely am a fan of Space Jam. Um, and I think that definitely goes to a nostalgia thing, you know, me being a basketball fan as well, um, loving Michael Jordan growing up in that era, watching him play. I haven't watched the LeBron James version yet. Um, and, yeah, I, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I know I, I've, I've, I've seen the reviews, but the funny thing is I have, to, I have to be honest. If you go back and rewatch the Michael Jordan one, it's not exactly a great movie. Like it's not <laughs> like the plot's a little flimsy, you know. The, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. acting's a bit stale. It's 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 not. But for nostalgia purposes, I still love it. Like I've still gone nostalgia back for a couple sure. of times, and and I, I've got a few things that I've collected over the years as well. I've uh, actually still holding on to my Space Jam Tarzos from the nineties. Actually, I've still got those as well. Awesome. The first thing that I ever posted on Instagram, I remember, and when I started it, I wasn't sure I was going to kind of get into Ninja Turtles quite so much. I thought I'd have a little bit of a bunch uh -huh. of different lines. Uh, but the first thing I had was a McDonald's Happy Meal toy display of the Space Jam figures okay. that I got probably two and a half years ago now. But someone was selling it on Facebook Marketplace and it had the the cardboard pop up and all the toys you can kind of see it back there oh so yeah if you scroll back to the very first post i ever made it was that mcdonald's kind of stand up with all of the space jam toys in it nice nice it's a, it's a good piece to have for the collection while we're talking about your instagram your social uh can i get you to plug your socials for people and let them know where they can go and find your collection sure Instagram's the big one, and it's at plastic underscore flashback. And then I recently started a TikTok as well, and that's like a whole new world. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of trying to get into that. It's definitely different over there. Uh, so I definitely say Instagram's the main one right now. But if you want some kind of sometimes cringy videos, I guess you can find me on TikTok <laughs> as well. Same name. Uh, but that's pretty much it, those two places. John, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you very much for being on the show. And yeah, I look forward to seeing more of your collection and, uh, and hopefully more of the custom pieces that you come up with as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. If you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.